Welcome to Five Dubs by MDDC Press. I'm your host, Rebecca Snyder, the Executive Director of the Maryland, Delaware, and DC Press Association, which represents news media in our region. Five Dubs focuses on the who, what, when, where, and why of local news media. We'll talk with the journalists about the stories behind the news. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes or on our website, www.5-dubs.com. Hello and welcome to Five Dubs. I'm your host, Rebecca Snyder, Executive Director of the Maryland-Delaware DC Press Association. And with me today is Tracy Rawson of the Baltimore Sun. And she has been nominated for our Designer of the Year Award, which looks at a designer's body of work over the past year. And so I'm so excited to talk to you, Tracy, about your design ethos and and how it translates into community journalism. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Design kind of is a little bit behind the scenes. I know when I worked in in the news media industry uh, more directly, everyone in the world thought I was a reporter. So why don't you tell our listeners how your role fits in the context of the news that they, they come to see and love? Well, I get that question a lot as well. People just automatically assume that you're a writer. So for me, on a daily basis, I, as part of the visuals team, get to create and curate visuals with reporters, which is kind of a fun day-to-day thing that I get to do because, you know, every story is different. And so it changes minute by minute. I'm going to ask for you to unpack what visuals mean, because it's not just taking, selecting which photograph to use with a story. I feel like it, it's a little bit broader than that. Am I getting that right? It is. So visuals can be any uh, way of helping to tell a story, not just through words, but we have photos are usually the first thought that comes to mind. And I work very closely with photographers on helping to figure out what they should keep in mind as they're photographing a subject. Um, I also get to, sometimes stories don't work. Sometimes there isn't something to photograph. Mm-hmm. When most people think of visuals for a story, you think of photography. And I do work with photographers on a day-to-day basis, kind of guiding them as to things to look for when they're on site to shoot for a story. But sometimes a photo isn't enough to carry a story visually. So, you know, once in a while, I do get to get out my illustration skills and I'll get out a paintbrush or, you know, create something unique for for a story that we just can't get, that we just can't photograph. And that's always fun. That is fun. You've got, if you have the skill to do that, there's so much stock photography and you have the resources of a a real live photographer as well. But sometimes you just need to kind of mash it all together and, and create something new. That's really cool. And and being a creative person, that's one I really get time. Mm-hmm. And you get to come up with more creative avenues. You know, you get to go down some more creative avenues when it's something that's coming from your mind versus trying to find something of an object to photograph. That makes sense. So now, do you do data journalism? Do you create illustrations in that way too? Well, I've dabbled in graphics. I've worked with our data analyst on some projects, so hopefully I'll get to explore that a little bit more. 
Because that seems like a whole nother kettle of fish, like a really big sort of world to wade into. An exciting one. And so now how did you come into this work? Did you come from kind of the, the editorial background or were you always a, a designer and illustrator? So I have always been the creative type. I love projects. School projects were, I loved projects. <laughs> um, so when it came to go to college, I studied graphic design. Mm-hmm. I actually got a degree in visual communication design. So when it came time to find a job, I was hired as a copy editor designer for uh, the Daily Press in Virginia, mm. and I was there for about four years. Got my feet wet with, you know, learning, because I, I have more of a visual background, but I really got to explore the editorial side there. Then when the Sun had an opening for features design, because at the, at the Daily Press, I was hired on the news side, but then I kind of got into the features. So when a features design job opened up at the sun, I jumped at it. And actually, that position closed while I was interviewing, and they said that a sports design job was open. Ultimately, offered that. So kind of got in through sport. Now I pretty much dabble in just about anything design. That's great to have that opportunity to have such a wide array of apartments to work in and, and stories to work in. What kept you in journalism side of things? I think just the vastness of it and the fact that, like I said before, if you do have kind of a rhythm, then breaking news happens. Or And so, like, in a general sense, you're doing kind of the same thing, but on a day-to-day, it's completely different. And I love the change and all the things that I get to learn from each person that we write a story about. It's like the only product that's made up completely from the ground up every day. You're right, it has a certain rhythm, but each day is, an, is a totally new game. And that's exciting. <laughs> that is, and it, it, it does keep you on your toes, for sure. So tell us a little bit about the portfolio of work that was submitted for Designer of the Year. What types of things are you most proud of in your work last year? So in this climate, things and work just as we're newspaper design is going, unfortunately, is design design hubs really popular. And the Sun is part of that. There is a design hub in Chicago that actually builds our daily paper. Mm -hmm. So things have kind of shifted for me. So whereas I was designing the daily paper or even advanced sections for features on a daily basis, that has scaled back on the local level. Mm -hmm. So fortunately for me, we have a really great magazine team and we produce several magazines a year. So we have Hartford, Howard, and Capital Style. And then we have several special sections that we put together throughout the year that I get to be a part of. And so for that, I am on the visuals team with that. So not only am I helping reporters find and side on uh, the visuals part of their stories, but I actually get to produce the magazine. That sounds really interesting. Are there differences in the way you design for a magazine versus printed product? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's a big difference. 
with the special sections and magazines, you have a little bit more flexibility and creativity where you get to use a little bit more white space on the page. Mm-hmm. And whereas for newspapers, you know, it's a pretty set template and you're trying to fill every little space and, you know, headlines and the stories are even a little bit different. With features, you get a little bit more playful. Mm-hmm. It's not as hard news where, where people would be taken aback with, you know, sort of jokey headlines and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, even one other big difference is the type of paper. You know, you don't really think about it, but newsprint is very forgiving. Whereas with a glossy or a magazine, you can use a little bit more vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. And that stark white can really help things pop off the page. Sounds like you're almost designing for maybe not different audiences, but different, um, certainly different motivations in, in those two instances. When you throw the web into the mix, how does design change? And then also, so a two-parter here, like how does the design change and How do you keep coherence and a look when you're designing on all these different platforms? How do you do it? So with our online productions, and I get to do that as well. So I get to take what I've designed and carry it to the online platform. Things that were, as newspapers, we're all still trying to figure out the best way to present our content online. Mm -hmm. We have a pretty set split that we use for online where we occasionally get to break the rules, but it's pretty formulated. So you definitely have more flexibility and more creativity and fun and breaking for actually designing a magazine versus online. Mm. But I, I know we're exploring the online production part of it. So it, it almost sounds like there's a lot more design freedom in maybe the, the magazine and then the newspaper and then the web is very formulaic because it's kind of text and yes, you might have a graphic, but it sounds much more utilitarian. Am I am I characterizing that correctly? Yeah, that's okay. how I would that's how I would put it. I've been thinking a lot about this recently about how people engage with that content across those different platforms and one of the things that I think is so powerful about a printed newspaper or a magazine is that an idea of serendipity. You know, as you're paging through the newspaper, you're seeing headlines or articles that you wouldn't have necessarily sought out and how that kind of creates a richer experience in terms of audiences. But then on the web, when you're, you have to kind of know what you want when you go to the web. It's not really a platform that's set up for skimming a wide, diverse universe of of information. You kind of have to know what you're looking for. Are there different techniques and hooks that you use to kind of either keep people turning the page or keep people clicking? I, I agree with you in that online is kind of a free-for-all, whereas a magazine and a newspaper is kind of a neat little package for you. Design tips for magazines are a lot easier than online just because of the, the freedom that you have and, you know, less templated pages for both. You know, we like to use design. We like to use color and height to kind of help bring the reader through a magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll bleed photos and kind of hint at what comes. With you're right with the online 
it's a little ladder friendly. Mm-hmm. There's benefits of both platforms for sure, but it definitely is something to take into account when you're trying to engage an audience on those different platforms. When you look back over your work in the in the last year, is there one piece that like stands out to, that says, this is me as a designer? So we were talking about how the, um, how you have so much material because you're designing for a daily publication and you're doing online stuff and you're doing uh, magazine stuff. Do you find yourself referencing back to earlier work or do you find, you know, like, I'm in my blue period or, or here's where, like, do you have different kind of phases that you go through as a designer? Not really. I like, you know, obviously when you get a project, um, you'll kind of take a look and see, you know, what you've done on similar projects to kind of, to kind of help guide you on your way of, of either avoiding or building upon mm-hmm. what you've previously done. I I personally like to change things up a bit. So if there's a subject that, that we've touched on or explored and we're we're doing it in a hopefully telling it in a different way, I want the design to kind of help tell that different side of it so that people don't get stuck with the mundane mm-hmm. that, you know, that when you do a story about a kitchen that we're, you know, shooting the same style of photos that you come to assume that you see with a kitchen story. Mm-hmm. So it allows them to kind of concentrate on the package and not have the cognitive dissonance of, you know, a, a, a really non-traditional way they photograph the kitchen, that sort of thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes That makes perfect sense. And so where do you where do you kind of see design heading um like right now it's such a it's a such an exciting time to be in the news industry it's scary too around the edges i'm sure um but there's i think news media is is really kind of figuring out how to use all these different ways to tell their stories and i think visual storytelling is such a big piece of that so where do you, where do you kind of want to focus your energies, and where do you see um, design heading in the context of news? Yeah, I wish I knew all the answers, and I think that you know, newspapers are in the state that they're in because we're trying to figure that out as well as other things on the bigger picture. And you know, it's all about trying to figure out how to get our stories and other people's stories told to the masses, and how have people change the way that they get their news. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're in a time right now where that's changing. And so I agree that you know, visuals are obviously a very important part of storytelling. And I so, you know, it's another way to get a reader into a story. I think that a lot of the a lot of the future is gonna have to become online. And how do we break that template that we've set for ourselves so that we can really have the freedoms that we do for print and how do we translate that online mm-hmm. and keep you know the reader engaged. And I think also it's important to have that sense of place and locality. You know, if it feels like it could have been produced anywhere, it's not as engaging to a local population. And that's, I think, a, a significant challenge as well as how to, you know, kind of keep the flavor distinct for each story that you're telling. Absolutely. 
And that can be... I think that's one of the keys right there, is keeping it unique to our community. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it sounds like exciting and interesting challenges ahead, and you are, based on, on your portfolio and work, which um, you submitted a lot of the magazines that you've designed for, and um, one of the ones actually that really uh, caught my eye was your Women to Watch front cover, um, which was, was terrific. It's, uh, it, is that one of your illustrations? It is. That's, um, I just I found it really arresting. You know, we have challenge every year where, you know, I say that things change on a daily basis, but there are some of those things that come around every year that you have to approach uh, generically and generally. And women to watch, just like a lot of the holidays, you know, you, how do you tell Fourth of July different every mm-hmm. year? when it's, you know, at its core, it's the same. So, yeah, I with the Women to Watch cover, we were talking about in the meetings, you know, what could we do that would be fresh and something that we haven't done for this certain publication. And um, I've done a couple other illustrations where I've done a little bit of more of a painterly look. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always go over well for some people in the newsroom. Mm. But for this, I felt like it kind of worked. And the colors and the vibe kind of got, kind of told the story this this year. Yeah, there's a lot of energy, especially in that background and in, in the technique. I mean, I... I am going to urge our listeners to go to the show notes and and click on the the women to watch link, um, as well as Tracy's other uh, portfolio pieces because they're definitely um, well deserving. And it was so wonderful to talk to you about sort of your design um, your design skills and and what you bring to to help the Baltimore Sun and and the community papers tell the stories that of of their communities. Um, did you want to? Uh, do you have any last words, anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Um, no, I just want to encourage people to support local journalism. And I think that now more than ever, especially in light of the pandemic, where we have put a lot of our stories for the better good on the other side of the paywall, local journalism is so important right now. So support local journalists. I wholeheartedly echo that. Um, Wonderful words to leave with our listeners. Thank you so much, Tracy. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Five Dubs with Rebecca Snyder. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts so that others can find us. What do you want to know about local journalism? Email me at rsnyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, at mddcpress.com. Interested in supporting our podcast and journalism? Please donate to our 501c3 Press Foundation. Find out more and see the full episode list and show notes at www.5-dubs.com.